Throughout history, humans have turned to art to help remember and to make sense of war. In Australia, the role of artists as eyewitnesses to conflict was formalised more than a century ago when the first official war artists were appointed to paint the battlefields of World War I. Now, that tradition has continued, but the contemporary artistic responses to conflict are much broader. And that's what you'll be able to see at a new exhibition from the War Memorial that's touring the country with works that explore recent conflicts and personal encounters and very much put Indigenous people right in the centre, just to follow on from Peter Yu. I loved it. So I thought I'd walk through the exhibition with you that's travelling Australia with the curator of the show. So I'm here with Dr Anthea Gunn, who is the curator of this, I think, very impressive Art in Conflict exhibition from the War Memorial. Welcome. Thank you, Geraldine. What's the memorial trying to achieve with a, an art exhibition, very complex art exhibition like this? So partly we're just showing off our amazing collection of Australian contemporary art. I think it's unexpected that the Australian War Memorial has this amazing contemporary responses. People think of war art, they think of kind of big old oil paintings, but we have this huge diversity of contemporary art from um, Australian perspectives ranging from the Torres Strait Islands, um, our official war art scheme, we've got refugee artists expressing um, their experience of coming from war-torn countries to Australia. There's just this huge diversity of voices and art is such a powerful way of just learning from the range of experiences. So is this a conscious change by the memorial? Yes and no. I think the War Memorial's always had a very complex understanding of conflict. I think if you've gone through our galleries, you don't leave thinking it's heroicising, you know, individual, um, you know, Napoleonic-type figures. Um, It's always been about trying to present an understanding of the lived reality of war. I do think these days um, our visitors have changed with history because First and Second World War generations, every family had a lived experience of conflict. For someone like me, I've grown up in peacetime Australia. I've had one of the most blessed existences on earth. I don't have first-hand knowledge of war, um, but I do have a lot of questions. And I do, re- you know, you see this complexity and you have all these questions about, well, you know, how do these wars happen? How does war in the Middle East? What, what's shaping the Middle East today? Um, and I think artists have this incredible ability to delve deep into these subjects and present us ways of engaging with both present-day conflict and history in just hugely engaging ways that really make us think about the world and about war in very different ways. And I think that complexity is a way of um, that people really kind of crave. They want, they want complex answers to complex questions. But art also offers beauty, um, and that allows us... I think, a way to look at um, some really dark parts of history, some really horrendous events, and it actually just makes it possible to look at them and to think about them without being basically traumatised. Mm. And turning your head away. Okay, well, look, let's, let's have a little bit of a wander. Um, we'll, we'll choose three. <laughs> so take me through. Let's, let's go to the centrepiece first, uh, which is a, a young Indigenous artist, isn't it? That's Absolutely what... right. So we're surrounded by seven works um, that the artist Megan Cope created in response to being deployed as an official war artist in 2017. Um, She went to the Middle East and at that time um, Australia's role in the Middle East was um, largely air-based. So it was when the 
um, Royal Australian Air Force was engaged in the operations in northern Iraq and Syria. So there wasn't a sort of front line for an artist to witness. Um, so very, you know, traditionally the official war arts scheme works by we deploy artists to witness firsthand. They're basically commissioned to interpret and res respond to the Australian experience of conflict. It's a deliberately broad brief. The official refers to the, that they're, they're officially deployed with the military. It doesn't refer to the art. The art itself isn't kind of officially sanctioned. The artists are never told what to do. They're free to do what they want. Um, Megan's was a landmark commission for us. It's our first Indigenous artist deployed overseas um, as an official war artist. She's a Kwandamuka woman from her country's Minjeriba, North Stradbroke Island. And her, she's known for works that take historic maps and really... Maps? Maps interrogating um, how maps document land, who names it, and what those names mean, and how there's power in naming country. She often reinstates Indigenous names of places. And so for the War Memorial, when we're thinking about, OK, this conflict is at a remove, the artist is going to be deployed onto a base that's geographically quite remote from the actual fighting. Megan's work immediately stood out to us because she was already engaged in kind of thinking about places in that way. Um, and so the works she's made are reminiscent of schoolroom maps. So Megan really asked herself the question of, you know, how it is that we learn about the world. And she's tried to evoke that, which is absolutely beautiful here at the SH Irvin Gallery because this historic building part of the National Trust used to be a schoolroom. Um, so it's actually just... These works just feel so good in this space. Um, she's taken maps of the Middle East from throughout history and from out throughout um, different other countries' interpretations. So there's like an English ethnographic map, there's a Chinese map of the Middle East, um, and she's then created layered collages in these with these wooden supports that those of us of a certain generation will remember being those maps that got pulled down in the schoolroom, and that's when you did your geography work. Um, and she's layered that with. Um, symbols that she saw on a flight. So a really crucial part of Megan's deployment was when she took a 10-hour flight over the Middle East in a KC-30. So they're those amazing planes that can refuel the fighter jets in midair. Um, and so she saw all these places that are so resonant in history. So the Euphrates River, which was then under threat of being dammed, all these names we know from the Bible, the names we know from the First and Second World Wars. Um, and so she went back to her studio and has kind of unpacked just the dense history of that region and really inviting us to consider how the Middle East, it's not just what was happening in Syria at that moment, that moment was a product of a good century before going back to the Treaty of Versailles. Much wider context. All right, now I want you to take me to one that certainly affected me by a Vietnamese artist, so let's walk to that. Okay, now this is a five-part panel of a sort of uh, embossed um, panel. Uh, tell me about the Vietnamese artists. I found this very moving indeed and of course it's very appropriate given that we're in this, you know, about to go into the um, anniversary of Long Tan and the 50th anniversary of the, of the withdrawal from Vietnam. So why did you choose this? Um, so this work, partly I have to confess, this is one of my personal favourites. Um, I, I got had the privilege of working with Dr Dachi Dang, um, a Vietnamese Australian artist, on this commission. Um, this commission itself was a product of, we were donated funds by um, Major John Gillespie, 
he was a Vietnam veteran who went on to be a migration agent. So he helped a lot of Vietnamese people come to Australia in the wake of the Vietnam War. And so we were inspired by his life to think about, well, the Vietnamese community in Australia, they're, they're Australians, they have an experience of the Vietnam War. It's not well represented in our collection. So let's commission something that really explores that story. The result is two works. So one of which you might be able to hear a little bit of, um, which is a hand-drawn animation. And then the other work is this beautiful lacquer painting. So the actual materials of the work convey a Vietnamese cultural heritage. So lacquer painting is one of the traditional art forms in Vietnam. Um, Dachi went to Vietnam to learn how to use the lacquer paint. Um, that was when we discovered that you can't fly lacquer home, it has to come by ship. So there were some practical challenges in the making of this work, but Dachi is someone who is more than capable of arising, stepping up to any challenge. But the actual impetus for the imagery of this work, Dachi interviewed veterans both from the South Vietnamese forces who are now come to Australia, and from the Australian forces, primarily from the um, training team, because they were tasked with training the Vietnamese forces, but they ended up being deployed for months alongside one another. I don't think that's a story many of us know. Like these Australians were in the field with their Vietnamese brothers for like weeks at a time. They had incredibly strong relationships that continue to this day. Um, and so Darchi went, traveled all over Australia, interviewing veterans. And then from those stories that he was told, he selected these photographs from the War Memorial's photography collection, made a digital montage of those photographs, screen printed that onto timber, and then has painted incredibly carefully these layers of Vietnamese lacquer over the top. And when we, when he first did that, this work was really dark. It's actually lightening over time. It's become more orange. Um, and so that's a really delicate reference to sort of ancient orange, the kind of yellow and red of the South Vietnamese flag. Um, but the imagery is, you know, showing us close-ups of some of the soldiers, um, them to sort of at rest in the jungle. And the vegetation in particular. Exactly right, the vegetation, um, that jungle atmosphere that people speak about with, um, you know, that, I think that's one of the sort of defining experiences of so many personnel during the Vietnam War was being on patrol in the jungle, not knowing where the enemy was, um, that sense of pervasive risk. Okay, so let's go to what I think is another incredible draw card, which is a very recent depiction of Afghanistan. Now, I've brought you to this two big works, big sort of somewhat traditional works about Afghanistan done by uh, Lyndall Brown and Charles Green, who were official war artists to Afghanistan in, I think, um, 2007, is that right? And um, they are big oil works, very powerful works. Why did you choose them? So Lyndall and Charles are incredibly skilled at selecting imagery that tells a bigger story. Um, they went to both Iraq and Afghanistan, um, took thousands and thousands of photographs, returned to their studio and painted images that kind of told a bigger story. So while it's one image, it's not like they've combined, you know, different photographs, but they picked those images that sort of encapsulated a lot of the story of what was happening and what they witnessed while they were on deployment. 
Well, their bases, I should say, that in a sense they show two um, depictions of a typical base surrounded by these fabulous Afghan mountains. But in fact, in the one that particularly struck me, we have in the foreground uh, an Australian soldier, then we have an American soldier with his back to us, an American soldier as well, and the Dutch. But in particular, we have, and this apparently really happened, um, an Afghan market brought onto the base with this Afghan man turning around centre frame. And, oh, the complexity of it, um, gives a completely different, I think, perspective on warfare. Exactly right. And so much in this painting talks about the bigger picture of what was going on in that war because it is the globalised nature of contemporary conflict. It's all these different armies, media coming together and then you've got these local civilians. But the way this work's been done is to really refer to a larger history of European art and of war and particularly of what's happened in Afghanistan. Um, the painting's called History Painting Market, Tarankot, Uruzgan Province, Afghanistan. And so history painting is a term that refers to large paintings depicting important events that defined a native, so uh, a nation, sorry. So like the coronation of Napoleon, that kind of European art that you would see, say, at the Louvre in Paris. Um, so very specific reference to paintings that are deliberately recording history. Um, market scenes are also something that reappears in European art right. as artists sort of travelled to the Middle East, created, you know, exotic paintings, often referred to kind of as Orientalism, those works that from a Western perspective are kind of looking at the other. Um, so very much looking at how um, those cult Western cultural understandings of the Middle East um, but this particular event, I think, was remarkable because it's a staged market. So it's they're genuinely trying to create something where locals get to engage with the international forces, um, trying to have dialogue. But of course, it has to be so staged because the security risk was so high. You know, the complexity of bringing, you know, local markets into a military base. Um, and you can also see you know, some of the other reasons why it's being staged because the international media are filming the whole thing, so there's a sense in which it's performative. Um, but you see all this, the context of, you know, blast walls, there's vehicles, the sheer infrastructure that's shipped in and creating a temporary space uh, against this ancient landscape of Afghanistan. And in the centre, we've got this Afghan man staring out at us, yes. um, who I think is perhaps asking some questions about what's going on in this context, which I think are questions that probably many of us have asked. <laughs> and are still asking. Look, Anthea, I think it's a fantastic collection that you've got. Um, now, you, you've started touring in regional areas. Where does it go from here? So it's on show here in Sydney until the 10th of September. And then from early November, it'll be on display at the Western Plains Cultural Centre in Dubbo. Um, following that, so early next year, it'll travel down to South Australia and Mount Gambia. And then keep an eye on the War Memorial's website for the venues after that, because it'll be touring until 2026. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Art in Conflict, currently at the SH Irvine Gallery in Sydney. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.